Max Lee QB, David Pindell. Thank you so much for joining us today, David. We appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. I appreciate you guys for uh, having me on here and letting me join you guys. Thank you. Thank you. No problem, man. Uh, for, lo- for those of you that don't know, uh, David is a 26-year-old American-born quarterback. Uh, he was born in Columbia, Maryland, and he currently plays in the X League based out of Japan. Uh, David played for UConn Huskies in college, and he rushed for over 1,000 yards in 2018, and he was the uh, third-highest Husky in school history for net yards in a season. So he's definitely a proven professional. And, uh, you know, we, we admire the work that you put in to this sport. And, uh, yeah, we're just going to hop into some questions. And uh, see, I guess Steve will start us off. Yeah, man. Um, uh, to start, I definitely want to start with um, how was how did you come up, come up, like, in the contact with the X League since they're in Japan? You know what I mean? How did that kind of come about? And how is the X League? Like, what is it like compared to American football, like the style of play? So um, the way I, they even recruited me is, um, I guess they, they, they told me they've been, they've been watching me for years. They've been trying to get in contact with me since I came out of college. I guess I've never responded to one of their messages. But um, it was last year, January, I was working out with my teammate, Devin, you know, throwing his stuff. And, you know, I post all my stuff on my Instagram story. So I think they were recruiting him. They reached out to him, and uh, they seen he worked out with me. So they asked him, can they get me in contact with him through him? And um, he got me on a Zoom call with him, talked football a little bit, talked about the league and what it's like. And then um, I ended up signing a contract over here because the biggest thing I wanted out of this is um, I wanted to play American football for one. I wanted to be back outside because I played arena football for a year, and I played fan control uh, for a year just being indoor. And I was like, it was a good experience, but it just wasn't for me. So the biggest thing I wanted to do, whatever I could do to get back outside, I was going for every, any opportunity. And uh, this is the first opportunity that showed. And, you know, it was a good opportunity. You know, when I got here, everything was a complete 360 of what I expected it to be. Um, it's American football. It's a great country. The competition is pretty good, and they pay you really well. So I'm like, you know, is what more can you do for? And I have somebody that I'm, I'm I'm comfortable with that I played with before coming out here with me. So that's how I got out here. We um we did pretty good this first year. We made it all the way up to the last game before the championship, and we lost to the team who won the championship. So um you know I had a little bit of success, which the reason why they brought me back here. They ended up giving me a three year contract now. So it's just like you know what, nothing's it's the best uh, opportunity I can ask for right now. Awesome. Wow. Congratulations on the yeah. extension. Um, I, I had a question. Um, coming out of UConn, you were an NFL draft prospect. You were looked at. Um, I've seen in previous interviews that you've had mini camps with uh, Minnesota, for example. And um, how did – I just want to ask, like, being a natural playing quarterback, doing that your whole life, um, I know that in the interview with um, John Vogel that you said multiple teams offered – to bring you on, some gave you, like, false promises to, hey, we want you as a QB. And then when you came in, I think it was Minnesota that took the red jersey. Um, how – what – did that motivate you to, you know, keep going? Or were you trying to adapt necessarily to stay in the NFL at that point? Um, At that point, because for me, 
playing the NFL and all that, that wasn't always like my dream come true as a kid and stuff. Cause I started playing football sophomore year of high school. And um, for me, it was just something that like, it kind of worked out. Like I got recruited by division one schools. Um, and it's like, okay, it worked out. So I just wanted to see how far my potential could take me. So me getting the opportunity just to be a part of the NFL or just, you know, being even recruited or talked about, it was just the opportunity a lot of people don't get. So for me, it just, I just wanted to, you know, stay on the team, do whatever I can to be on the team so I can say, look, I accomplished the goal of I made it to the NFL. I made it to the highest level of this industry. Now I want to, you know, just just keep going in there. But um, for me, once he gave me the – the coach gave me the uh, – he switched my jersey and told me to go with the running backs. I'm just like, okay, you know, I didn't complain anything. I just wanted to, you know, see how far my potential could take me. And, you know, obviously it didn't work out. That wasn't for me. And – um. Once I realized that wasn't for me, I went to Tampa, tried the receiver thing. I realized, you know, I wasn't enjoying this. I realized I want to, I got to stick to what I'm comfortable doing, what I want to, what makes me happy. And that's playing quarterback. So that's what took me on to, you know, going to the CFL, going to the arena league and brought me all the way out here because it was about doing what I love and what makes me happy rather than, you know, just doing something to, you know, make a, uh, to, you know, get a check or to just, you know, say I have something I'd rather do what I love rather than just do something just for you know a short period of time you know mm-hmm. that's, that's, that's a great, great mindset to have. yeah I really admire it's, that man you know it's not it's not always about like what you're getting paid what kind of contract you have sometimes it's about you know doing what you love that's what everyone should honestly strive for absolutely I admire that yep. dude seriously uh going off of that you mentioned that you didn't start playing football until you were a sophomore in high school. So I was just wondering what yeah. other sports you played growing up and uh, what, what your favorite sport was. I didn't play any sports growing up. My mom was strict. She never let us out the house early. She just kept oh. us so caged up in the house. She didn't let us go out the house. We didn't get to play sports. We didn't get to play Little League football or anything like that. So the reason I was able to play in high school is because, you know, when you get into high school, you get a little bit of age. You kind of get to make your own decision just a little bit. So when they uh, when the high school football came out, it's like I'm good. I'm turning what 15, I think 15, 16, and tryouts is like you just go to trial. You don't have to get no paper signing like that. And then at the point when you did have to get the paper signed after you know tryouts was over, um, I think my mom got a little more lenient with her decision. So okay, you can play. But like growing up, little league or anything like that. Uh, we never played sports. We we stayed in the house all the time. We had no no experience playing sports or anything like that. But I was also interested in uh, running. Like in elementary school, I used to race all the kids and like gym class stuff. So I used to like running. I used to always you know try to be the fastest kid in any situation I was in. But that was it. Well, you're great on your feet, man. The highlights that we've seen, you're you're explosive. You're great on your feet. You said your idol's Michael Vick, man. You your play style definitely matches him in my opinion. Um, I wanted to ask you, man, um, could you give us a background of the X League, what it's kind of like? Like, a little, could you kind of go in depth of, like, what the season format's like? Yeah, so the X League is, um, for one, it's been around, I think they said since 1973 like, or something like that, so it's been yeah, around for a while. That. But it's just starting to get more and more, you know, eyes on it and, you know, growing over the past few years. But um, it's American football rules, college rules. Um, the season, they have a spring season, which is happening right now, 
like in America, it's considered spring season. So it's like basically like spring ball. You practice with your team. Then in May, you play. It's a tournament. So it's like three games. Um, but these games don't count for anything. It's just three games just to, you know, play against other teams to, you know, just see where you guys are at, go from there. But um, the real season is in the fall, just like regular football season. So camp is August. First game is first week September. And play all the way till November, the regular season. So we play five games, five regular games. We play every other Sunday. So every two weeks we play a game. Then the postseason is December. We play, there's two playoff games. And then the championship, which is considered the Rice Bowl, is the first week of January. Okay. What's it, what's like the day in the life? Like what's your routine up, up in Japan? And was it kind of hard to adapt from America going to Japan? Yeah, the biggest thing I say we have to we I had to adapt to and I'm still adapting to this day is just the the daily routine and the lifestyle like the schedule. So in American football, um, Division One, NFL, CFL, wherever you go, it's really like a job Monday through Friday, eight, nine, ten ten hours a day. Whereas here, um, we practice only on Saturdays and Sundays. So Monday through Friday. You're on your own. You have all the free time in the world. Only requirement is you're required to lift three days a week. And I go lift in the morning, you know, 10 o'clock in the morning, get it over with, and then have the whole day to myself. So that's the one thing I'm still trying to, you know, get adjusted to, just having all this time, trying to figure out what to do with my time. But, um, yeah, we practice Saturday and Sunday, um, Monday through Friday. What I do is I go lift in the morning, 10 o'clock, go get my lift in. Then I come home. Uh, I try to watch a little bit of film for like an hour or two. And then it's just like, I'm still trying to figure out what to do next day because I have all this time throughout the day. So sometimes today I'll go, uh, I'll go walk around the city and just tour. And I come back in the house and realize I have so much time. So I watch more film and then I'll sleep. And it's just, it's just, I'm still trying to figure out what to do because it's just so much time in my hands. Whereas I'm used to, you know, just being in a routine, just being in meetings all day, practicing or doing walkthroughs and stuff like that. So that's the biggest thing I got to, you know, adjust to. But, um, yeah, the weekends, weekends practice actually get a little busy. So we practice Saturday and Sunday. Meetings meetings start at uh, 1030 all the way up to about 12. Then we have our walkthrough. We have like a small little break and we start. So over here, what they do is they actually you, you work out before you actually practice. So they have like a workout session, like conditioning session uh, for about an hour. And right after that, you go straight into practice, which is a little different from how it is in the States. But, um, yeah, after the conditioning, you go straight into practice. Practice goes for about, i say, almost two hours maybe. And then um, after practice, additional, you know, your meetings, um, your position meetings, your team meetings. And then after that, you do the same thing Sunday, Sunday morning. And then, um, yeah, that's how our weekends pretty, pretty much go. That's awesome. Um, I wanted to ask you a little bit about um, fan-controlled football as well. Um, I'm under the impression that fans controlled under the app or over an app. So I wanted to ask you about what it's like having the fans have such a big deal into that game because you said that you played in there in that league for a year. Yeah, fan-controlled football was pretty cool. I think it was a good experience, and it was I think it was more entertaining football rather than football because – one, you know, the, the fans are in control. And two, um, 
all the rules that they were put into the fan control league and how the game is played, I think it's more to, you know, keep people entertained rather than, you know, really competitive football. But it was a good experience, you know, letting fans, you know, feel like they're in control of the game and having the game in their hands. Um, I wasn't too too happy with a lot of the calls because, you know, fans, every time I got in, it was, you know, either throw the ball deep or quarterback run, quarterback run. But, um, hey, that's what it was about, letting the fans have the power. And it was, overall, it was just a good experience. I met some good people. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, it was some some competitive football that was in there. Yeah, I feel like I, I've seen the fan-controlled league before, and uh, I kind of just – it feels like if the w, or if WWE was, like, NFL. Like kinda exactly. Like Something yeah. like that. Exactly. Words them two together, give you that feel. Yeah. 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 That's funny. Um, I guess I'll, uh, I'll follow up with uh, a question going back to Japan. Uh just in general, what what are, what's your favorite food that you found over there? And uh, also, have you happened to learn any like any slang or like Japanese over there? Um, so for me, I'm not really the biggest food guy. I don't like trying new foods and stuff. So I haven't really tried any Japanese food since I've been out here. I've been mostly eating like the most American food or most traditional food that I've, I'm used to. And the reason I, for me, is because I don't like wasting food. And for me, I like to maintain my weight. So trying foods and then knowing if I'm not going to finish it or not, I don't like dealing with that. I just like eating what I know I'm going to eat and what I know I'm going to, you know, get full off of. So I've been eating just the same, you know, breakfast, lunch, and dinner since I've been here. Um, but there are plenty of food places here. Like my two, my three other foreign teammates, um, they go out almost every night. They try different restaurants, and they they enjoy the, the all the uh, food that they have out here. But me, um, I don't like trying new food, so that's not the that's not the best thing for me. And then, um, you said, what was the second part of your question? Uh, have you happened to learn like any Japanese? Oh yeah. Um. So the language. Um. I I don't know how to put a full sentence together, but I know how to literally, you know, say certain things like point things out. I can say like objects or things I need and stuff like that. So day by day, they teach me small stuff slowly. So like when they talking and stuff, I can pick out certain words and kind of have like an idea of what they're talking about. Just put two and two together. But um, yeah, I think my, my vocabulary has gotten broader over the last six seven months that I've been here. It's been it's been growing. So you know, over time. I just know it's going to get better and just, you know, communicating with my teammates and just, you know, being around them more, I'll be able to learn more and more about the language. So most, most of your teammates are Japanese, right? Yeah. So my whole team is Japanese. Everybody here is Japanese. Every team's allowed four uh, import players or American players, but um, mm. yeah, the whole team's Japanese. They all speak Japanese. Some of them can speak just a little bit of English. And then we have an offensive uh, quarterback coach who speaks a decent amount of English. But for the most part, um, they all speak Japanese. Um, we have a translator on staff that, you know, if we need to translate, he's there. But um, for the most part, the, the communications have been pretty good. There hasn't been any really big issue where we couldn't communicate or get certain things through. Oh, that's good. 
it seems like that would be difficult, but that, that's good. Um, yeah. I have a question um, about the pre-draft workouts with like Tennessee and the Ravens. What's like the process and like how is the draft work? Um, like a pre-draft visit and workout. Well, like what goes into that? And then do you see like the coaches like Harbaugh or or um, just is it more or less just the scouts? Um, I think uh, I think it's more like. You're just with the scouts. Um, well, from at least from my experience, because I wasn't you no know, first, second rounder, so I didn't have like the top thirty visits or anything like that. I just got to do like the private workouts. But um, I think like you know the top thirty workouts, I mean top thirty visits, or whatever. It's kind of like you know having official visits with college. So you know you get to go to these facilities, and I'm, I'm assuming you get to meet the managers, the uh, coaches, and stuff, because they're they're trying to you know get you there in their facility just to get to do draft you. So you can get accustomed to like their building and stuff, but um, the private workouts is it's more like a you know just a pri- basically a private workout. Some teams will fly you out to them, or they'll come to you. So um, the uh, Colts workout, um, I was up in Connecticut, so they came out to Connecticut. Um, Ravens and the Titans workout, Titans workout, they came to Maryland. They sent a the scout out there, and basically we went to a local uh, field. You know, you sign a little waiver, and then they just put you through some drills. They see you. Well, for me, they had me running routes, and then they had me throwing a little bit, then doing, like, some running back drills. And then when I went to the Ravens, since that was in Maryland, I went to them. Um, we just go to the facility, and they just had me doing all quarterback, just doing a throwing workout. So it was basically just, like, you know, one-on-one, you know, uh, it's like one-on-one uh, situation where it's you and a scout or a couple of scouts or whatever part of the team and you just you just they put you through some drills just see how you move and see um see how your body works and they'll do like 40s and stuff like that but me i didn't i didn't do any 40s and like that i wasn't trying to show mm. my speed i was proved that i could play quarterback so yeah and baltimore then they they told you after to be ready to get a call eventually correct yeah baltimore was the one team that you know i thought it was going to actually draft me, you know, th- coming up throughout the process, um, my agent was telling me you could be like undrafted guy to, you know, late sixth, seventh round, you know, draft pick. And, um, you know, I'm, I talked about like 19 teams throughout the whole process. And they all tell me quarterback, receiver, special teams, something like that. And um, the Ravens had called me, you know, late in the process. And he said he wanted to bring me in for a workout. And since I'm, you know, from around the area, I was perfect. I could just I just went up to the uh, facility and, you know, I did the workout. It was me and another quarterback, well, Trace. It was me and him. We did the workout. And um, they were telling me, you know, after the workout, I talked to uh, – I was talking to the quarterback coach. He was telling me, yeah, they're, they're thinking about drafting the guy in the late round. And uh, he's like, yeah, we were uh, – we were uh, – happy with like what we've seen on film and then the throwing, you know, confirmed everything that they've seen. So they're like, just, just have your phone ready. We'll be in touch and, you know, go from there. So I was sure thinking, you know, the Ravens are going to draft me, you know, being from the area and, you know, what the Ravens did with Lamar, it's like, boom, that's exactly what I did in college. But um, they ended up going a different direction. That was that. So after, after all those visits and workouts, uh, you know, with all those different NFL teams, are you still 
are you still pushing for a career in the NFL? Like, are you still actively trying to make it back? Yeah, so, I mean, obviously the biggest thing is to, you know, get to the NFL to show that I can be an NFL quarterback and not just be an NFL as a, you know, a player on a roster. But um, the goal is still, you know, to play NFL as a quarterback. And for me, I thought the best opportunity for that was, you know, from what I had was, you know, coming here, getting a little film, going to the XFL, USFL, and then, you know, work my way from that, going that direction. But, um, you know, um, after this past season, a lot of people were watching me from, like, all these leagues. So I got a couple calls from XFL teams. Um, St. Louis, they actually gave me a contract um, this year in February before I re-signed uh, my three-year contract here. And, um, you know, I was considering it for the XFL because I'm like, this is the right step to go in that direction. But then, you know, I realized what the opportunity they were offering me was, you know, come in to be a practice quarterback. And um, obviously that's a good opportunity, you know, get some practice film and just get reps and, you know, work your way up. But I'm 26 years old and, you know, I'm starting to get old, so I got to start thinking about the future. And as a practice quarterback, with practice quarterbacks making there compared to three-year contract they gave me here, it was like a no-brainer. I'll be – and it's like – over there, they only do one-year contracts in XFL, so it's like there's no, like, guarantee. There's nothing certain. You know, you can – you don't know if they're going to re-sign you or anything like that. So I just didn't want to break the barrier with the uh, team I have over here and with the three-year contract I came here. So I ended up signing here over the XFL. But, you know, I have all those coaches' numbers in the XFL, and they said they've been watching me and they see me. Uh, they seen clips of what I did over here, so they just said, you know, they have my number. I have the number. If they, if I'm interested or ever need anything, you know, just send them a text, keep them updated with the film, and then go from there. So I feel like, you know, once I, you know, after another year here, even though I have a three-year contract, you know, after another year here, I feel like, you know, I've proven myself. I felt like I have that, you know, that confidence again. It's easy to just make a call to just keep bringing me in for a workout or just, just check me out and go from there. But, um, yeah. At the end of the day, I'm 26. I'm getting older, and you start, you got to start thinking about, you know, longevity and you know, job stability at this point because I've been, you know, guessing for the last, you know, three years of my life. So now I got to start, you know, thinking about the future. Absolutely. Um, so I wanted to ask you. Um, so what's your biggest goal for this upcoming season? What means the most to you huh? to complete this upcoming season? To win the championship. Honestly, that's that's the only thing for me. Um, Winning the championship in my second year here would, you know, definitely give me a lot of confidence and uh, it'll give me a lot of legitimacy to who I am and what what I bring to the table. Because <clears throat> I haven't, <clears throat> I haven't played uh, outdoor football since UConn. This past year was my first time playing since 2018 UConn. So you know, playing all these other leagues and stuff, it's cool. But you know, real football is you know 11-11 American football. So since it's been 2018 since I played a real game. We made it all the way up to semifinals this past year. And if I get another year under my belt and we win a championship, it'll give me that confidence. Like, okay, I still got it. I can still be, you know, who I, the player I was in college with a little more knowledge and a little more experience. And um, I'll be a little more confident if I, you know, feel like I want to, you know, come back to the States and get opportunity in the XFL. I'm ready to do that. This video cut out. Oh, shit. Mute it. 
There is. Sorry about Can that. Can you hear thing. me? Yeah. Oh, you got it. I thought that was me. Yeah, you're good. Okay. Yeah. Uh, all right. Where were we? Um, I have a question. And uh, or what? Well, you were still talking about uh, solidifying yourself and by winning a championship. Um, yep. I just have a I have a question from your playing days at UConn. Um, when you broke yep. the record for most single season rushing yards by a quarterback, how how did that make you feel? Um, you know, after I heard about it's just it's just because he's in Japan. Yeah, it might just be his Wi Fi or his There's gonna be trouble. Sorry, guys. Is that me or is that on you guys? Uh, no, we're still in it. it. Might just be because we're so far, man. You know what I mean? Oh, right though. Um, but um, yeah. Go yeah. ahead. My bad. Oh, you good? Yeah, I was saying, um, uh, it was cool. You know, after they mentioned him to me and stuff. Um, I really didn't feel like it was much at the time because, you know, we only we were still, what, one and eight, one and nine. Wasn't really winning anything. So, you know, breaking all these records is cool, but you're not winning anything. It really doesn't mean anything. But, you know, over the course of the couple of years and then looking back on it, it's like, wow, you did something pretty cool. That'll be, you know, set in stone at this big university. And it's just something to be proud about. Do you have any favorite, you know, maybe teammates that you played with along your career from college to the pros? And um, if so, maybe like a story that, you know, really boosted your confidence or just a funny story or anything that you got with a teammate? Oh, man, I got – I have a lot of memories, a lot of good teammates I've played with. Um, yeah, I, it's – I have quite a few great teammates Um my one best friend, TJ Vernieri, he's a receiver at UConn. He's coaching in the uh, CF, well, USFL now. He's, I think, a receiver's coaching for the New Orleans Breakers now. Um, oh. Tyler Davis, another good receiver. He's one of my buddies. He plays tight end for the Packers now. Um, those, oh. to name a few. Um, and I play with some some good guys in junior college, Marcellus Sutton, Zainir Schuler, Jawan Green. Jawan actually plays for the, the Seattle Dragons. He's been making plays. So, yeah, I played a great, great amount of uh, players and, you know, good guys. Too many to just just name certain individuals. But, um, yeah, so many guys to play with. A lot of good memories made with them. That's awesome, man. Really is inspiring. In in your opinion, what's your most fond memory um, that you've had along the way? Uh, my most fond memory? Oh. If I had to pick one memory, I would just say um, my uh, 2017 year, we were playing against Cincinnati. It was last game of the season. And um, when I threw that late touchdown, that just gave me a – that was a confidence boost. That was one on the sideline where, you know, me, Coach Lashley, and Coach Etzel, we talked about it, and we were just like, you know what? We'll have nothing to lose. We're going to go for it. Let's just take a shot. And they believed in me, and I was just like, hey, I was telling – my receiver, I was telling her, Jim, I'm just like, look, whatever you do, it's supposed to be, it was a drop back pass. It was a mesh concept. I said, whatever you do, when I drop back, I'm just going to roll to the right. You just keep coming across. He's like, all right, I got you. 
I'm like, I don't care what the play is. It was a drop back concept. It was mesh. I just told him to drop back and I'm going to roll to the right. You just keep coming across. I'm like, I got you. And sure enough, it worked. And boom, and we we came up. We ended up uh, losing the game by, field, by the field goal. But just, you know, I was just telling them before the snap, like, whatever happens, I'm going to drop back and roll to the right. And just keep coming across. And sure enough, it happened. It worked. So that was that was one good memory where I felt like, you know, we had a something good. Was that at UConn? Yeah. Junior year 2017, last game of the season versus Cincinnati. That's awesome. Yep. Ethan? Um, I guess while we're talking about UConn, uh, so I'm in I'm in college currently. Uh, I'll just ask you how well, like what do you think of the campus at UConn, and what do you think of like just pretty much the town in general? I loved it. Connecticut, it was just like the perfect opportunity for me. I felt like the city, the town, the school, the atmosphere of UConn, it just, it just fit my personality. Um, what I mean by that is just like it's a quiet town in Stores, Connecticut. Um, it's quiet, really nice people up there. Um, facilities are amazing with football, basketball, everything up there is just amazing. Um, you know, on game day for basketball, the campus is like it's like a big event. It gets shut down. Like basketball is really, you know, big up there. So the campus gets shut down. And um, football, the atmosphere is amazing too. Going to uh, playing in uh, Rensselaer Field, it's just a great atmosphere. Great people. I loved it. Getting that experience of being a Division One athlete and you know living on campus and having your own apartment and everything like that. That was pretty cool. You know, one of those uh, experiences that a lot of people don't get to you know experience. So I enjoyed every moment of it. Uh, met my best friend up there. Um, built good relationships with a lot of good people up there. And um, I felt like, you know, it happened too fast. It happened too fast. I wish I could have had four years there rather than two. But, um, you know, I cherished every moment of it. I enjoyed it. And you know, it was a great time. I got to get back up there soon. Awesome. What made you um, What made you choose UConn? And was there um, any, like said, was just, there any offers? Yeah, coming out of junior college, I had I had I had a bunch of offers and then I ended up narrowing it down to three three official visits. I went to Coastal Carolina, Temple, and Yukon. And um like I said, you know, Yukon just fit my personality the most and fit the type of person I am. I just felt like that was for me. Um Temple, it was a great great environment, great football atmosphere and everything, but the city life is just not that's not for me. Um if you guys know about Temple, Temple is like in the heart of Philadelphia. And, you know, Philly is a great city. They have a great football program, but that's just, that's just not for me. You know, I'm more of a like a reserve guy. I like being in countryside. I like being where it's quiet. It's more, I wanted to have that experience of being on a college town rather than, you know, being in a city. And UConn, I just felt like UConn was that, was that for me. And UConn's a small kind of tight knit college town, right? They're not. Oh yeah, the big, yeah. That's, that's what I thought. All, but the whole town of stores is just all UConn. Everybody knows UConn is UConn all over there. Oh, okay, cool, cool. So UConn, um, UConn's definitely yeah. UConn's definitely considered a basketball school. But did like did everyone yeah, yeah, know? You, like when you walked when you walked around, did everyone know who you were? Um, I feel like you know, like it's not like going to like. 
Alabama, Michigan, Penn State, and any of them schools were like everybody, you know, bows to the quarterback and anything like that. But I think over the uh, over the weeks throughout the football season, the more and more, you know, we played on ESPN or they heard my name and stuff, more and more people noticed me, they recognized me. And then like throughout the campus, people know me, some of the staff knew me. But um, like a great amount of people knew me, but it wasn't nothing compared to like being at one of those power five schools where, you know, like you're like a celebrity on that campus. The basketball players <laughs> were the celebrities, you know, boys basketball players, they were the celebrities, but a great amount of people knew who I was when I was. That's awesome. Um, so I wanted to ask you one more thing before we wrapped up. Um, the draft is obviously coming up next week. Um, who do you think's going yeah. number one overall? Because there's a lot of talk between Bryce Young, ZJ Stroud. It keeps getting mixed up. Who do you think's going number one overall as a professional? Um, um if I'm going uh, based off, you know, if I'm being realistic and being real, I think CJ Stroud is going number one. But I would like Bryce Young. If it was up to me, I'd prefer Bryce Young going number one. And um, the reason the reason I think CJ Stroud will go number one is. C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young, they're both, you know, great football players and they both have great backgrounds and they both did a lot of great things on the field, which is what matters the most, you know, you play on the field. Um, I think the thing that will put C.J. Stroud above Bryce Young is, you know, when they put a lot into, you know, the height, the size and all that stuff, they'll they'll say, hey, these guys are both even as far as their win and lose record and what they've accomplished. C.J. Stroud's, you know, 6'3", Bryce Young's like 5'10" whatever he is. So that's the one thing that I think they'll put over him. But um, I think Bryce, I like Bryce Young. Like I said, he's more of like a, he's done a lot. He, he went to Alabama. He won well, at the Heisman and he, he did all that, all those good things. And um, I just, I just follow those type of players more like the more shifty and mobile quarterbacks. Like he's more like a, like a Russell Wilson type of guy. So that's why I prefer him over, over CJ star number one. But you know, at the end of the day, they're both great quarterbacks. They're both going to be, you know, day one off the board. So I'm looking forward right. to it. Um, I have I have one or two more questions then, too. Ethan, do you have any? Yeah. Uh, no, go ahead. Go ahead, Luke. Um, I just wanted to know, is there any specific reason for you wearing um, the number five? I've seen that followed you around your for most of your career. Um, no, nah, it wasn't nothing specific about it. My number was number two at the time. Like when I started playing football in high school and junior college, I wore number two because my birthday, January 2nd. So the two for a second, that's why I wore number two. Then when I got to UConn, Coach Edson sends me a text and said, yeah, you're going to wear number five. And once he told me that, I was just like, it stuck with me. And I just been, I just stuck with that number ever since then. Number five. So I don't have any big meaning to it. It's just what I was gave and I just stayed with it. I just want to say it looks cool. I love number five because of Donovan McNabb from when he played his time in Philadelphia. Um, my final question oh, yeah. is how, how if, we, if we would tell the viewers, how would they tune into the X League to watch it? Yeah, so that's one thing that was hard for me to, you know, find how people back at home could watch it. But uh, I got to figure it out this year. Um, they have this thing called X League TV. Basically, you create an account and you can watch it from home on your TV, laptop, or whatever. So um, once the time gets closer to the fall, I'll put that stuff on Instagram, put it in my bio, TikTok, all that stuff. So more and more people that um, support me, they can watch it from over time. 
And then um, they also have a YouTube channel. It's called X League, X League Japan Football. So you can follow the YouTube channel. They keep up with all the highlights every week. And, um, yeah, X League Football um, on YouTube or X League Japan on YouTube. And then um, you can watch it from this thing called X League TV. Um, I'll put that uh, put that link and all that stuff in my, in my bio or whatever. It's that way you guys can you know, keep up with it if you want to follow and check out yeah. more games from the league but more foreign players. Yeah, definitely want to tune into that. Um, I want to ask you another thing, too. If you had to give a message to the viewers, like an inspirational message um, to the guys out there that play football and try to be, want to try to become professional, if you had to say one thing to drive them, what would it be? Um, One thing, the, the number one thing I'll say is, you know, do what you love, do what you, uh, you want to enjoy and make a living doing because – you know, a lot of, I realized a lot of people, you know, don't do what they love. They do it, you know, for money or because of certain, you know, just because of certain circumstances. But I think you should do what you enjoy and what you love because at the end of the day, when you're doing what you love, you're going to want to put that extra work, that time, the effort into it. And um, over time, you're going to get better at doing what you love and it'll lead to, you know, sustainability when whatever type of job it is that you're pursuing. And, um, you know, you'll go a long way with that rather than just, you know, settling for something because of just something short term. I think of the the big picture and the long term picture. So, um, you know, and uh, don't don't shut out a lot of opportunities. Um, you know, for me coming out of college, you know, it was always just NFL or nothing. And then the reality of it is, you know, the NFL, you have this small window to, you know, get opportunity in the NFL. And if it doesn't go, there's so many more leagues that are out there and that are, you know, that are growing with the uh, football. So um, just don't don't shut off any opportunities because at the end of the day, if you don't get the opportunity that you're looking for, you're gonna be you're gonna try to reach back out to these people that been reaching out to you. And now it's like kind of like one of those you know slap in the face. So just just be open to all opportunities. Be nice to everybody. Give everybody opportunity and just you know just yeah. That's that's, that's the advice I give to you right now for all football mm-hmm. players. <laughs> that, that's, that's a lot of good advice to not just football players everyone. well I guess uh, we'll wrap it up thank you so much David for uh, coming on we really do appreciate it over here and uh, we wish you the best on this upcoming season and your future in X League yes sir I appreciate you guys once again thank you